0: to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bionich. This is the second episode of 2017, and we are also live. I'm going to see how long I can go with doing live episodes. Um, today, I am here with Tusk. I have Tyler, Colton, and Eric.
1: How you doing? Hello. Hey.
0: Hello. Uh, how about we go around the room and everyone just say, say your name so everyone knows what your voice sounds like and what you do in Tusk.
2: This is uh, Colton over here. I sing and play guitar.
3: This is Eric, I hit drums.
4: This is Ty, and I strum the four string bass. You had to specify that. Yeah, I don't like five strings. Why not? (laughs) The B is too low for me.
0: Okay, I can handle it. (laughs) Sounds good.
4: (laughs) No, I leave that to the baritone guitars.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, so for uh, people who are listening and may not know your music, can you kind of label your music?
3: The best we can sort of come up with is like a sort of psychedelic
4: alt alt rock. Alt rock. It's pretty safe. Pretty
3: safe answer. It's a safe
4: answer, but we go a lot of places. Just come see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Come. Yeah. You you tell us.
4: You tell us what the genre is. Everyone has different interpretations. That's for sure. Mm
0: -hmm, Because before we started um, talking, you guys were talking about, uh, or before the show started, I should say, uh, we were. You were trying to describe it. You're using psychedelic and prog and all these different words. Um, <laughs> Not kind of. Yeah. Words. Colby, our
4: buddy described it as uh, as prog. He said uh, progressive grunge. Or, no, it was progressive post grunge. That's okay. how he described it. Just
2: pick ten genres from the '90s and stir them up, and you'll just just yeah. pick one. Yeah. Hit the head. blender.
0: Okay. Wh- why do you guys think it's so hard to find a a title or, or a label for your type of music? I know music in general can be hard to label, but why do you guys think your music specifically is a challenge?
2: Uh, I guess, you know, a, a lot of the music you hear nowadays is so subcategorized, it's, it, it all feels a little pigeonholed, and uh, I guess we dip into so many different influences that I'm not sure. I, you, you, I guess you could just call it rock and put it under a you know the really big umbrella of, of possibilities, but... Um, if, I guess I we I have a hard time. I mean, we seem to have a hard time pinning it down to a single theme or a single, single unit. Some stuff we've done sounds more, you know, kind of shoegazy and, and dreamy. Whereas, you know, we have other songs that are pretty much, you know, straight up rock or you know with punk influence. And there's, you know, we all kind of come from different musical backgrounds to yeah, a, to a certain degree. So there's a little bit of little bit of everything. It's sort of a melting pot of of music it seems
3: that's what I was gonna say is like it's sort of the culmination of all these different backgrounds we have like I played in punk and metal bands but I've always wanted to do something like this this is Ty's first band absolutely and I'm loving it so he's still he's he's like Plato. He's still being he he does even he doesn't know what he is. You
0: yet. can be formed no, into I something what, whatever you want.
4: <laughs> oh here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry that was trying to play. Um, Just a tease. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that's I like the, the tease. The, nice. the tease. Yeah, yeah it's totally <laughs> intentional. Um, so why did you decide to have all of these different genres being moved around depending on the song? Why didn't you decide like this is the one kind of style we want to stick to? Why are you letting this? Well, there's
3: already a Nickelback. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, um, it's sort of what's been happening since day one. Like when the four of us get together in a room, we, whenever we all start playing at least somewhat in time together, you know, these noises sort of all happen. Because we, we all take different approaches to the same base underlying thing.
2: I think ultimately, too, I just it's a pursuit to make the music we make as interesting as possible. And I think exploring different, uh, different
4: factions of you know, music or genres just allows us a little more freedom that way. Yeah, you definitely can't get cornered that way. You don't. uh, You Mm -hmm. don't want to, like Colton said, pigeonhole yourself to a specific genre. You can explore different uh, different feelings with music through uh, many different genres.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you Do you think because you're starting out that works really well, or are are you worried about maybe being so broad it might alienate some of your listeners? to, to,
2: To a degree, I mean, we're not. We're not talking like one song is you know a reggae tune and the other ones a. Like a polka or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, I, I, and that's why I guess ultimately I, I can use rock as a sort of, you know, sort of umbrella there. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, like a, a lot of the music that we've, you know, that we listen to, you know, separately or or together, you know, whether it's you know '70s psychedelic or, or grunge or, or shoegaze or even you know like dream pop and everything from, you know, Phil Collins
4: to you know Elton John. <laughs> Um, Well, and then, you know, know, like specific things, even like Smashing Pumpkins, you know, like bands like that that we draw a heavy influence from. I would say even me as a bass player, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, like uh, you draw influences from many different sides, right? Not specifically 70s, right? Yeah,
2: so I guess to specify that, when we talk about drawing from different musical genre influences or different rock influences, I guess, because I don't want to make it sound like we're the... (laughs) You know, <laughs> the mastermind of you know genre yeah. manipulation. But no,
4: so, no, so, it's just what we feel. You
0: know, mm-hmm. Great. So then with your first song that we just played, Acupuncture, which was also the song that you featured on for the United Fiverr, which mm-hmm. congratulations for being in the top five. Thank uh, you. It's really exciting. The show's going to be on uh, January 19th right yeah. at the uh, Goodwill. Goodwill, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say this um, song is, kind of what its genre is?
4: I think we should let Colton take that one. That's, uh, <laughs> that's his baby. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a song he's been working on for a while. Uh, I don't
2: know. I guess Alt-Rock, you know. Uh, that's a song that's sort of been touch and go uh, for for years. I think I started writing that one when I was around 15 or 16 and uh, just pick it up and put it down and, you know, add add parts and lyrics to it over the years. And it's it's had a few different incarnations, so... Uh it's it's sort of evolved in its own way and now I don't I don't know what it is anymore. It's uh I guess ultimately I, I have i I've had a lot of people tell me it's it's a shoegaze song so I guess that's what it
4: is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it is what the people think it is, you know. Yeah. Everyone interprets it differently.
0: Uh so, so what is it about? Um or What was your inspiration when you were writing it over the years?
4: Uh
2: probably, you know, I guess maybe nostalgia. Um but ultimately it's it's a pretty and pretty like a lot of our music I'd say it's it's definitely open to interpretation, um, you know it's it's not it's not like a, a linear based you know it's not a story
3: or anything like that it's uh, it's just uh, I feel like lyrically we usually dwell within an emotion or like a feeling almost like you know a song is a space yeah soundscape like build the soundscape that's it yeah
2: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it sounds I don't know I I. Uh, as, as far as, as far as what the song is about i guess i, I can 't speak too much to it. That's something that 's sort of open just open to interpretation, sort of open for the listener to decide i mean there's not you know it's not it 's not a lyrically heavy song to begin with
3: so I mean we don 't even speak in the chorus really yeah <laughs> nope. we just we just kind of hum so
0: <laughs> <laughs> so why um sorry. Why did you work on it for so long? What what was making you if you feel like there's no real kind of story to it? Like maybe the, the chords and it's, so forth. It but. never
2: felt finished. Um, mm-hmm. it, being a you know playing guitar in high school, I was I remember at, at points I'd be in like two two different three different projects and and working on different material, um, but at the same time I'd have songs that I'd be working on that uh, didn't feel like they were sort of going to work with any of those projects. So I would just kind of hang on to them and and pick them up kind of in my free time. And it's, you know, there's some stuff that you'll you'll put down and you won't pick it up for for a couple of years. Um, you know, and 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 there were times where I would go long periods of time without without picking up anything. When I first moved to Winnipeg, I moved into a house and then an apartment, and the first two years of living in that apartment, I you know, I didn't play electric guitar for for two years, I only played ukulele and acoustic guitar. So everything I was writing at that time, uh, you know, I was I was writing in you know different tunings, and I was writing with instruments that I wasn't normally writing in, and it it totally shaped the way that I was playing at the time. So it it didn't make sense to look at songs, you know, like like acupuncture that that were you know I was using instruments and effects that that weren't available to me at the time, or that I wasn't you know feeling inspired to use. So uh, I guess I guess that, that kind of answers it.
3: <laughs>
0: Great, awesome. So, how did you all meet? How, how did Tusk be become a thing?
3: It was it was actually pretty interesting. I already met Colton through jamming with another ex sort of Brandon area musician. Mm-hmm. That was when I had first moved to Winnipeg around. And one day, I was um, sitting in a local music store, and. Uh, it uh, Long and McQuaid. It, it was Long, Long, <laughs> Long, Long, Long <laughs> play, and McQuaid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, the And member of the band who isn't present right now, uh, Brett, actually came up to me. I was trying a guitar, funnily enough, and he said, uh, we're going to have a jam tonight. Do you maybe want to come down? I said, oh, sure. Colton happened to be working at the same time, comes over, says, oh, hey, this guy's a good drummer, too. Oh, cool. Well, we have a drum kit, so you can drum. <laughs> and my brother's going to be there, and that's Ty. So, Hello. so we got together that night. Literally, I had met Brett maybe two hours before. I hadn't met Ty yet. We all got into the same room, and I think by the end of that night, we kind of we kind of had an idea that maybe this was something we should keep doing.
4: Yeah, absolutely. No, it just it kind of came from there. Like Brett and I had been jamming for uh, I don't know, probably a year with. Uh, just various drummers kind of things, you know, just doing their own thing with that. And uh, Brett always mentioned, he's like, hey, man, I got a buddy at work, Colton. It's, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be interested in doing a project, right? And at that point, I've never played a live show. Like, my first live show was in June. That was our first show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that was cool. I still, like, I was still nervous of jamming with people. But uh, Brett's like, no, it'll be fine, I think. <laughs> it was. You guys you guys helped me through that, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but, no, they... Uh, <clears throat> He brought him over, and then, yeah, we started jamming it out with, within that night. We're like, okay, when's the next jam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was, a, there was there. an
2: apparent, you know, chemistry from, uh, from day one. Everyone seemed to, to kind of gel well, and um, it's, it's definitely kind of nice working with other musicians when you don't have to stop and discuss, and you can, you can just tune up, and everyone just just plays, and you can just go for, like, after that, we were playing, you know, on weekends, we'd have, like, eight-hour <laughs> jams, so we'd just be able to go. Yeah. Yeah. Regularly. uh, That's all you can hope for.
3: And I mean, in a band where, you know, our guitars, both guitarists at one time can be doing really spacey out there stuff, you know, finding a drum and bass section that can keep things locked down, really, like, I wasn't used to being able to have that, so that, you know, me and Ty locked together pretty quick on that. Super quick.
2: I think it's harder than people, you know, talk about, too, finding, you know, four compatible musicians that can get in a room and, and figure something out without... You know, without knowing each other
3: first, you and know? without uh-huh. like saying, "Okay, well, let's practice these like cover songs first, and then try and write a song." Well, we, we didn't have any cover a,
4: songs; we, we just jammed. We
3: immediately yeah. were working on our original material. There was no, there was no sort of. I downtime. think I think we were working on the song from that first night, actually. Yeah
4: yeah what was that
3: that would have been was coma. that live
4: in my mind or was no that, that no, was, it was coma. coma that was coma that was the first song yeah that was the first song we were which playing. can
3: be heard on our ep
4: yeah coming <laughs>
3: spring <Later>. spring <laughs> look forward to it 2017
0: 2017 uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys had this amazing chemistry it was working really well you were really excited i'll have all these friends uh, <laughs> i don't know where did you uh, when did it go from hey we're really good at jamming together hey let's start performing together
4: I don't know. The second jam, we're like, "Kayla, stop <laughs> booking our <her> first show." <laughs> no, well, uh, it was. I think it was almost
2: exactly a month. Was it a month? No, yeah, pretty much, I'd it was say like so. four.
4: Yeah, about three or four
2: weeks after. after. After we after we started jamming, we booked our first show, which was June first or
3: second.
4: It was uh, no. It was June third. June third at the Cavern. I was with uh, Northern Elms. Northern love Elms. you guys and yep. Attilan. Absolute yep. love for them oh, as well. Yeah. Crushed it. Uh,
3: I mean, uh, it helps that we were jamming in the house that one of the members of Attila lived in. So yeah. they we had an inn, We had an <laughs>
4: inn, We've been riding that in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, why did you guys decide to apply for the United Fiber?
4: We
3: just felt it was a really great opportunity to keep going on the momentum that we'd had. Because we were, I mean, at least me personally, I've been surprised at the amount of like positive feedback and just, you know good vibes from the crowds we've been playing and it just seemed like a really cool way to sort of say hey we're here we're in winnipeg and if you dig
4: us come see us yeah. like it's uh for me yeah it's uh, we yeah we just we have we've had very good success with every show that we've had uh from our first show we uh, the cavern was packed there was a lineup out the door there like <laughs> i had 10 friends that couldn't get in and see my first show
2: we you know like, I won't say we had successful shows. We played the Windsor once.
4: Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that was the day Let's after not. our first show. That was June fourth. Right. <laughs> I don't know why we booked that show, but we did anyway.
0: Why didn't it work out?
3: Uh, I think hmm. just uh, two things. I think a lot of the people who wanted to see us came out to the night before because they were be- literally back to back, and then the everyone else that came out just
4: tried to sell us crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a weird night. Like, that very weird night. There was a guy. Have you been to the Windsor was, on a Saturday night? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Wouldn't advise
3: it. Don't, uh, don't. do it.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, no,
3: that's not true. I've seen propaganda There's there. There's some good it's bands true. at play this there, the but
4: events. I don't know. We, we we didn't have the greatest experience there. There was uh, a guy that uh, claimed to see the future, and he just kept trying to jump up on stage. He uh, passed me his uh, sunglasses. There's a few pictures with them. Uh, oh, I didn't yeah. see the future, but but he did.
0: Oh, okay.
3: I think yeah. I think to to really make more of a point. I think it was more of a metal, a more of a real point. It was more of a metal show. There were a lot of metal bands. I don't on think that we're down. on point anymore. Okay. No, no I'm about trying it, to bring us back. Well, yeah. you
0: said that you you guys have tons of uh, different genres that you like to to um, pick from. Was yeah. metal not one of them?
4: No, it totally is. Um, first time like when we played the park there, that was a totally metal show. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, we we bridged we bridged that gap 100. percent We were the least. We were we. We were
2: the least metal band at a metal show, and had a surprisingly very positive experience. Yeah, from great turnout. Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a good show. All the bands were really great. Um, park venue is a great venue. Yeah, percent. That was great to play.
0: Mm-hmm. So you said from uh, from the very beginning you had already started performing original, material. Um, yeah, I mean. yeah, original material. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what is the songwriting process? Is it like a, a group thing, or does someone come in with like a, a structure of what they kind of want, and then you guys fill in the blanks? Or how, how does that work?
2: Uh, I'd say, you know, for the most part, it's uh, it's a little bit of I have kind of partial, you know, kind of just jamming and, and working things out, uh, you know, in the in the rehearsal space. Uh, Brett and myself, you know, we we bring in a lot of the. Kind of material and, and the ideas, and then from there we'll, we'll we'll flesh it out. And you know, usually it's there's always a little. Yeah, almost every song is going to have some some workshopping that is going to need to be done, just That's to see sure. see what parts yeah. are going to work and what parts won't. And um, you know, we spend we spend a decent amount of time with each song. You know, exploring different options and, and seeing where we want to go with it. Uh, so it's 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 a little bit of, of of kind of prep before going into the room, and then you know the rest of it's sort of up to up to everyone to just see what they put into it.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. you said you, you were starting with a uh, music, so you already had quite a bit prepared. Is it a quick process when you guys are writing? Or is it...
2: Uh, it can be. We, we've we had songs that we wrote in, in, a, in a day, and we've had songs that we've worked on for months that we still haven't concluded. I feel yeah. like
4: we're getting it, though. Yeah. Knuckle <laughs> <records> specifically. <laughs> Shout out to that one. Jammed it last night. It was yeah. great. It
1: was great. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just...
4: I think it's because well
3: again speaking to everyone has different approaches like say me coming in with a drum beat sometimes songs aren't working until i try something completely 180 from what i was doing before and you know that's that's sometimes what can make or break it is maybe you just got to wait for that for the one person in the room to sort of whoa what if we try it like this and then suddenly it all falls into place it can take a while to get there though
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's got to be patient yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. i have a question um I don't work in a big band or or in a band um, situation. I'm a solo artist. But I don't understand how you can hear each other when you're playing. Like, how do you...
2: Sometimes we don't. No, okay. But
0: but when you're you're writing and you're like, oh, that sounds great. How do you have multiple melodic lines, different maybe rhythmic, I don't know, Mm -hmm. things happening? How do you find a way to make them all kind of flow?
2: I think that's that's sort of the magic of the chemistry we were talking about Uh, is that um when you're really kind of into it and you're playing you're not you're not even thinking about it you know you're not even looking at 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 the instrument you're just sort of sort of feeling it and and uh it's it almost feels like jazz you know in a point because there's so much of it that that feels improvised on the spot that you're just sort of you know it's it's almost like a conversation you're you're listening and then responding
3: what yeah, i think is exactly what i think is super important that we do and we don't i don't think we actually <clears throat> talk about it much but we do have those really organic jams that are in the moment but what we do is we always record those that's and right. then we'll we'll say wow that felt like a really good run through so then we'll go and you know when we're taking a break from playing we put it on and we listen and say I really like what you did there. Or there stuff that you can't bring up when you're in the middle of playing the music. Mm-hmm. So, because that is it. Is that when you're in the middle of it, you can't just lean into the mic and keep doing that. It's, like it's you could,
0: but you could, <laughs> but it,
3: it might it might change the direction of things. And that, that yeah. is a
2: good point, Eric. That we that we do record and archive almost everything we we do in the in the jam space, lest the batteries die first. But. Uh, <laughs> Um, so we'll go through, you know, all of it and, and try to catalog as much as we can and, and pick out our favorite bits. And that, that does also add quite a bit to our songwriting process, getting those little, you know, golden nuggets that we don't see are there
3: until we, until we you know. Look back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. The amps are also very
4: loud. yeah <laughs> we, Hey, we've been doing a lot better with uh, having a sound, like a good mix within the room. Mm-hmm. The sound levels are getting a lot better. It took a good. while. That's you
0: know? a good. It took a while. That's a good um, thing to... I know I had a, a band... They would. Well, they had started at the l- levels at one, and then they kept turning themselves up so they could hear themselves. And they just, mm. by the end they were like maxed out on their amps. Oh, and that and just
4: causes chaos.
0: Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Um, yeah. So where did the name Tusk come from? was <laughs> uh, our whiteboard. Yeah. yeah our whiteboard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we we uh, we spent a, too long trying to think of you know names and uh, you trying to find something that fit. I think yeah. aesthetically and sonically, with with what we were doing, and just felt like it matched up. You know, something easy to remember, yeah. easy to write. As
3: and, as hard as it is for anyone to find us a genre, that was how hard it was for us to have a name. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it was it was just sort of a matter of coming up with a bunch of ideas and picking something we all we all liked and sort yeah. of in a weird, nondescript way, sort of matched our music and. That's sort
4: of. There's no. There's no like crazy story or anything. Well, weird. I remember like, suggesting it. Like the reason I suggested it was uh, Kevin Smith's movie Tusk. Oh my god. Hey, <laughs> based here in Manitoba.
0: Was it really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. That movie yeah. is weird. Super, super weird. weird. <laughs> hey,
1: super, super weird. I remember. I love it.
0: Like, he couldn't. He couldn't get anyone to like fund it or something. So he funded it himself.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. No, he's and done that for a lot of his movies.
0: Yeah. And that's just so weird. That's it's so weird. I love Kevin
4: Smith did not love that movie artistic <laughs> inspiration I, yeah. for me i
3: mean i thought of the fleetwood mac album when he said tusk but yeah. i mean so again everyone has different relations to it's it just a four letter word to me guys <laughs> yeah that's it it's four <laughs> letters put
4: together that looks stock. cool on page
3: yeah
0: yep. you could have like really cool like artwork of like mammoth tusks or whatever we Discuss oh, yes. that too like, though oh We're really
4: probably not going to do that no, i but,
0: feel that's like fine. it's
2: too close to the kevin smith thing <laughs> <And> i
4: don't <laughs> what,
2: <laughs> with a 10 foot pole just not yeah just not, not, d-
4: not yeah yeah okay. shouldn't even mention it <laughs> yeah that's
2: fine um
0: it's a, it's a cool name it's it's like it's, i feel when i think of tusk i, I really think it brings like canada cuz we have animals that have tusks i think and um i just i don't know like i think that's a really like masculine like powerful loud kind of sound name so i don't know that's how i feel so whatever
2: uh, <laughs> Well, and I never, weird- I never thought of us as a
3: canadian band no, uh, you know I mean? that's a good point. Uh, yeah. well, and you know... You
0: know you're Canadian, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you
1: know, I,
3: I have pa- I have papers bands. to prove that, I yeah. swear.
2: <laughs> My papers are legit. But we're not, <laughs> like, you know, like, great big C Canadian. No.
3: no. Well, like, well, what is, what is Canadian, that? though? Because look at, like, look at even just the Winnipeg scene. You know, we got bands like Propagandi, Ken Mode. Yeah, I'm uh, talking about that, so I don't know. Yeah, like, especially Winnipeg, we've had a very storied, diverse history. Sure. but. Absolutely. Although, although, (laughs) yeah, guess who? And I just, I thought Tusk was always good for us right off the bat because I had this weird thing where I'd be going out to places, say the music store, or even just like other other shows, like at the Cavern, and people would say, "Oh, what band are you?" and I'd say, "Tusk." Oh, I've heard of you guys, and in my head, I'm going, "We've we've played three shows. (laughs) You've heard of us?" (laughs) So I feel like it's just it became a memorable memorable name, whether we knew it would be or not. So that was also fortunate.
0: Nice, got lucky with that one. Yeah. All right, so we uh, will take a break in just a second, and we're going to listen to your song uh, "Millennials." Uh, who wrote that one?
4: My brother Brett wrote that one. Actually, okay. he's not here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, do, do you happen to know what the song's about? What inspired it?
4: You know what? I think it's pretty direct. You just got to listen to the song and uh, kind of hear the lyrics. It's
0: probably you, you about gotta those. go jump into the pool. Yeah. It's probably about millennials. I'm going to guess.
3: Yeah, it, it gives me a very summer vibe. This song initially,
2: yeah, we we went months without. Uh, we called it "Summer Song," I think, because yeah. we we couldn't pick a name for that. We seem to have a trouble labeling things, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we? I don't, I, don't know, know. I don't know why we picked millennials. Just, no, me either.
3: But yeah. it, it, it always worked. Just sounded better
2: than summer song, I guess.
3: And <laughs> it'll be cool. It'll be cool too because the last song had Colton on vocals, and this song will have Brett on vocals. Mm-hmm.
0: So okay, so I'm excited. I, I do need a summer song right now because it is freezing outside. Yeah, um, wow. Walking here from the bus stop is always a nightmare, especially when it's cold. I'm also the biggest baby. Like in Winnipeg. So uh, I hate being cold. But now we're going to listen to, well, we are on the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vignesh. I am here with Tyler, Colton, and Brett from Tusk. Eric. What did I say? Brett. Brett. Oh, Brett's not here. Love yeah. you, Brett. Sorry.
1: Shout out to Brett. Brett's here in spirit. <laughs> That's right. So Favorite
0: sorry. Uh, I was thinking in my head, don't say Brett, but I did. Um, so now we're going to be listening to Millennials. <laughs>
1: jump into the pool. The water's warm outside. I feel like you're so cool. I feel like you're
0: we are back on 101.5 UMFM this is Ashley I am still here with Tyler Colton and Eric (laughs) not from (laughs) Tusk I'm so sorry about that Um, we just finished hearing your song Millennials Mm -hmm. Um, so you guys have some shows uh, coming up very shortly which is very exciting. You've been telling me you've been booked since to like April with things that you have stuff to do. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of shows coming up. Uh, specifically this week we've got uh, Saturday at the Cavern uh, down Osborne underneath the Toad. Space that's Bud. with yeah, that's with Space Button, Deep Dark Cave, couple awesome bands. Come check them out too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the United Fiber.
4: Yep, that'll be next week, nineteenth January. Goodwill. That's on a Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah. on a Thursday at the Goodwill. That's, um, that's good do you guys, uh, or how do you guys find your gigs and your shows?
4: We
2: I th- we got lucky with this sort of network. Uh, Brett and I both work at Long & McQuaid, the music store, so... You know, we, is
0: there uh, anything else as long as I'm going? To... <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I, I yeah. get a few people who aren't familiar with it that ask me, it's like, oh, is that, a, is that a law firm? Or really? You, are you like a stockbroker? And down Wall Street, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it, it, for those who don't know, it's a music store. Yeah. Um, it's a very large music store. And uh, Brett and I, uh, you know, working there, we were forever meeting musicians and, and talking to other other local bands and it's it's a great way to and, and uh you know people who who run events and you know own venues and stuff like that so we're we're kind of always kind of networking and you know be, you know knowing a few other bands when someone you know needs a needs an opening slot or a second slot or something we're you know we've i think up until our other than you know the uniter and the ep release we we haven't looked for any shows all the shows that we've played have been have been just ones that were offered to us just kind of picked up.
1: Yeah,
0: do you think the, because your your sound is so versatile that you that helps getting gigs?
3: Sounds certainly helps. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. so we can play a you know a metal show and yeah. Well, and I think the <laughs> band we've to date played with the most is a and I mean they're probably one of the bigger Prague bands in in the city, and sure. we're not super close to Prague, but it seems like we have a good chemistry. Within the dynamic of a show. Yeah, there's some overlap there for sure. Uh,
0: What is that overlap? I'm curious if you know it. It's
3: just the fact that we're both rock bands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have heavy moments, there's lighter moments. It's. Both Some bands use guitars. <laughs>
4: they have basses.
3: Well, if
0: that's if, if that's what's gonna do, then you could really meet with any any bands and work yeah. with them. If that's the case, why not? Um, <laughs> so you guys are working. You said before the um, we heard um, millennials. You guys are working on an EP that you plan on releasing in yes. mm-hmm. spring of two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you decide to do an EP? Budget. Budget.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, we we just kind of wanted to get something uh, out, and so we just you know we kind of picked five of I guess you know some of our tightest songs that you know I think it represents especially where we were th- in that first year. Um, and it's sort of a nice nice yeah. sort of a snapshot. Everything works together, and uh, you know an EP is fairly manageable. It gives us a little bit more freedom to. To do things on our own instead of having to to wait and and sort of chip away at it or pursue extra funding, so we kind of we've been fortunate that we've been able to do everything kind of on our own terms and uh, on our own time schedules as well. Yeah, helpful.
3: Not to mention the reason we went for an EP, I think too, is I mean quantity over or quality over quantity. Like it could have easily been eight, ten songs, but we wouldn't have been spending the time. Whereas we wanted to put our best foot forward and. That's really, just it, yeah. really, yeah. Really
4: demoed eight songs, so yeah, yeah.
3: We demoed more, way more. We demoed more songs, but we we ended up, like Colton said, having a nice snapshot. Mm-hmm. And it's also we picked a group of songs that also worked well together, so that you know, being a band that we keep saying we have a hard time labeling ourselves, they all seem to have a sort of similar flow or just feeling to them. So you're not caught left field by anything.
4: Yeah, they they're, they're all bridged for yeah. sure.
3: And I guess like Ashley pointed out too. I mean. was our shortest
2: song it was three and a half minutes so the the EP rounds out to I think around like 26, 25 minutes close to half an hour almost yeah so it's you know for for an EP what it has to offer it's not uh, you know it's not like 15 minutes or anything like that it's it's, no, it's a good sample of us. Something you can leave in your car stereo for a couple of days.
3: Just <laughs> yes, released an album with 4 songs no one gave them any crap. Great driving music though. <laughs> so, it, it really is.
0: Is it 4 4 songs? It's five, no, it's five, five, songs. Oh, five songs. And are you are you guys doing funding for this or is it all out of your pocket or in your in your basement recording?
3: Both. Yeah, both. Yeah. Um as a band, whenever we play a show, we don't split the money up at the end of the night like some guys do. None of it goes into our own pockets. It's for a band fund. Yeah, it's, it's smart. Them. Yeah, but we mm-hmm. all we all work full
2: time, so I mean the the it, it sort of allows us that for again, that whenever we play a show it immediately gets put into the band fund and it just makes it that much easier to collect money for you know things like like albums or if we want to recording artwork, you know, renting lights yeah all that
4: stuff mm-hmm.
0: okay all right and um sorry I don't know what <laughs> <I was laughs> to say I was like oh what did I want to say about that um social media
1: mm-hmm.
0: we are getting used to the, having social media for our, our band right we have facebook and instagram mm-hmm. um why why not all of social media why why aren't you on everything we don't
4: have um i guess our product's not ready yet for that yeah, right, we're still, in my okay. opinion we're still
2: building content and mm-hmm. uh you know we've been really focusing on on just getting that ep we had ready you know as our first priority before we you know, if if we're gonna put up a website, I'd I'd like to be able to offer some content. So you know, once once that's done and, and we can start, you know, taking an eye on on merch and, uh, you know, once we start opening up a few more shows and stuff like that, and really have something to offer. But we've been kind of slowly building content and accumulating. So I think probably around like you said, like spring, we'll probably we'll we'll be able to have that sort of you website know, launch, your social media foundation, where we have. Multi platforms everywhere you'll
0: see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have this like huge like announcement, sponsored advertisements. <laughs> uh, you guys have a plan. I'm not, That's the dream. Plan. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not concerned for you.
3: Sort of like the EP. It's always about quality versus quantity. You know, 100. I see so much garbage in my newsfeed every day. I don't want my <laughs> band to become one of them. I want mm-hmm. to. Every time we post, we want it to be relevant.
0: Okay. Do you do you think that might might hurt you though not to not have a social media or some kind of voice for your um your viewers? right away
4: i think for, we're fairly consistent for, with what for, we do for okay. two more months i can i can yeah that's yeah. true That's <laughs> only a
0: couple more months that's yeah. fair um no i'm just curious I, like i there are so many bands that have different approaches to social media and um and websites and some people like like, like myself i had all of my social medias created before i started releasing my music um just because um i wanted to have the same tag and everything mm-hmm. yeah. um but that makes sense um so You've been almost for a year now, because it was in March of March, 2016, yeah, yeah. right? So far, what is your proudest accomplishment as um, an individual and maybe even as as a as a group for Tusk?
4: Uh, well, I guess we'll start. Uh, let's do one of each. Um, as an individual for myself, was definitely playing my first show uh, at the Cavern there to a sold-out crowd. Like, that was incredible. Absolutely. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine... Uh, doing it well any other way now but uh i'm so thankful that that was the way that i was kind of brought into this uh into this lifestyle i guess and that uh it really it really opened my eyes to what uh, what playing music really is and that's i had the most fun i think i've ever had in my life doing that so i really want to ride that
0: mm-hmm. fair enough mm-hmm.
4: And then as a band winning the United Fiverr here, like not winning it I guess, but getting in the fiver at that. I think if you're a, a finalist you
0: won. Like Yeah, yeah. Like a uh, pretty big deal.
4: <laughs> yeah, we got into the Fiverr. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, for a band that's been around since June, like playing live shows, I feel like that's pretty that's pretty good. That's yeah, awesome. we're
3: we're a young band to do that sort of thing. So that's maybe my my proudest thing is you know, I've been in bands before this where we've been around for three years and we hadn't had the traction that tusk seems to already sort of have and that might be why we don't have so much social media Is just we're a young band in terms of like how much time we've had to build things mm-hmm. like we've put music first absolutely that's probably been my uh, to kind of echo that by i think my
2: biggest accomplishment with tusk is just the fact that we have had such this great sort of momentum building from from our first show uh you know that in previous projects you know i'd play for two years and it wouldn't see that kind of you know turnout at shows or you know that kind of response so we've been we've just been really lucky (laughs) and i I love i love that uh you know we're able to play kind of in our own backyard and and play shows every month and and have you know people come up to us and and, you know they seem to respond well to the music and that that just feels great in itself
3: yeah that's super rewarding because at the end of the day i'm super passionate about writing and crafting the music, and to me, when people seem to, you know, if it puts a smile on their face, that's, that affirms it for me immediately.
4: That's something to touch on, too, A Colton was saying there with Winnipeg's music scene. It's thriving right now. Absolutely. I feel like I feel like we're experiencing a really great time to uh, be an artist in Winnipeg, specifically. Uh, we ha- we have great turnouts to a lot of shows. Like I go to uh, at least one or two shows a week myself, you know. And t- typically speaking, they're never for dead. You know, it's a- it's a lot different than it was about three to four years ago. Mm. So we s- we
2: play with a lot of great bands, you know. That's, that too. I think that speaks to our turnout. You know, we've we've been really fortunate that way, getting to, like you said, Northern Elms and from you know Silence Kid or telling
4: like lots of Soul great- hounds wearing the shirt, you yeah. know. <laughs> Represent. You guys can't see that. <laughs> no, there's, there's well, a lot of great... Welcome to Radio Tide. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a grandpa lot of... always said I had a face for radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are yeah. also wearing a psychedelics psychedelic... Uh, a psychic... No, sorry. Yes, thank you, Paige. Psychics she made um, it. Um, Yeah. Uh, they've also been on the show, and they're fantastic. Um, so do you guys have um, advice for people who want to start a band, maybe similar to your sound? Um
4: I got a lot of pedals. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot.
3: Um just start playing you know don't just be afraid to just go and jam and not and not have a structure like because some of our most brilliant moments i think have come from not knowing
4: what was going to happen next just bring forward your best uh, i guess your best product that you can do at that time yeah you know, don't feel it out you know i think i think that's something too is
3: i've seen especially when i lived back lived in brandon um you see lots of bands that get uh, notably excited when they first form and they post Facebook statuses every day saying, oh, we got cool stuff for you, cool stuff for you. But then the band falls apart because they're dynamic as people isn't working. And, you know, they they fall apart before they ever release anything. So find people that are your friends first and your bandmates second. Because that's, that's the thing is, like, you know, not every song was a 100%, 100% unanimous decision. We had to make hard decisions, but... Mm-hmm. If everyone's friends at the end of the day, that makes it so much easier to work.
0: Okay, that's that's some good advice. But so, what happens um, if you stop being friends? And that that was what was kept you guys together in the beginning.
3: I wouldn't say it's the only thing that's kept us together. I think mutual love of the music. But I think I think we're all adult enough that we could. I, th- I
0: think work. at the end of the fingers d- crossed. We yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> no.
3: like, we. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day,
2: we all want the same thing, you know, which is just to make. Make music that we all enjoy, and and get a chance to play it live, and then record it if we can you know, have the opportunity to afford to do that. Um, so you know, differences aside, and you know, artistic differences aside, at the end of the at the end of the day, I think everyone's always happy to compromise because you know, there's a, you know,
4: <laughs> we we all, all want to play it's together. A, it's so. a band. It's a team. Yeah. You gotta be yeah. you gotta be uh, you gotta be willing to you know sometimes. Take the other side.
3: Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, uh, g- <laughs> there's no Paul and there's no John. We're all George.
4: <laughs> <laughs> We're all pretty chill individuals. Like if I- that's that's great. We're all George. We're all George. Here. You're all
0: George. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's a Beatles reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so you you had said that you all work full time. How are you balancing? Music with um, real life—I should say—like
4: a tightrope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in another band too, and I also play rec soccer. Like I don't know, <laughs> you don't know just... I jam, I jam four nights a week. You know, mm-hmm. uh, starting soccer again—that'll be one night a week, and then yeah, I sometimes get a day off where I can just kind of chill and play bass by myself, kind of thing. You know, but yeah, it's it's pretty pretty hectic lifestyle. I'm constantly busy. Yeah. S-
2: sleeping less and uh and definitely a diminished social life but uh yeah. i mean we we all get to hang out when when we're in the band and um it helps when it's something you enjoy it doesn't feel like work right so it's, yeah I, I i honestly look forward to jamming that's sort of my vacation at the end of every you know third day or whenever we do it or whatever so. Oh yeah absolutely yeah. you
1: have a
3: rough week at work and you play music that has the opportunity to get heavy and you just go in the jam room. You can let out all that, especially as a drummer. I can hit out my aggression on the drums.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's something you. I
4: look forward to every week. Yeah, that's absolutely so. It's it's easy to do uh, to manage. You don't really think about it as a as a chore, if you will. Okay.
0: Uh, and do you guys have like a, a tight schedule for your jamming? No. No. <laughs> it's well,
4: pretty loose. We do. Sundays is like kind of our regular thing. You know, we usually jam we every Sunday, and we do it for yeah from noon till. Just whenever we have thing. days off or we can, you know,
0: New until ten. Yeah. Ten hour oh my God. We oh, don't yeah. we don't typically
4: <laughs>
2: jam for less than four hours most of the time we get together it's usually for at least
4: six or eight six or eight for sure
0: and are these just like fun jams or are these do you have an actual schedule of what you want done during this time sort
4: of day-to-day both uh, both for sure sometimes we take a we take a jam like if we've had like if we just finished playing a a run of three shows kind of thing we got nothing coming up for the next few weeks you know what we're going to take a day to just jam and just feel out new material kind of thing and not uh not focus on everything that we've been focusing on like the set lists and all of that stuff right
2: in this case with two shows coming up it's been a little uh, yeah i guess you know focusing on material that we're that we want to have ready for the show and not as much time to explore you know like you said 8 hour jams kind of a thing it's a little yeah. bit more a little bit more you know kind of scheduled and balanced at this time but.
4: Mm-hmm. so it's kind of both we were, we were just going over uh going over the set list things like that and going over band things too like uh you you gotta meet together to uh discuss what's going on in the near future. Yeah. And uh just to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. You know? So it takes time. Yeah, group chats are can be effective, but Oh they're
3: annoying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to convey emotion over over text. I think I think the most heated <laughs> we've ever been is because of misunderstanding is over text and then we'll meet up in person and be like, Oh, oh that's what you meant. Okay, cool.
0: Mm. No. You just have like um Face FaceTiming all should. the time. Well,
4: Voxer or something like that. Get some I conference that. calls going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that'll work. Mm-hmm. So then, um, what is your favorite song, to, or yours individually? <laughs> I meant to say, uh, is your song your favorite song to play live?
4: Oh, to play live.
3: I think for me that would be our song Stowed because yes. as yeah, no. as the drummer, that's probably where I really get my legs out the most because I mean it has a drum only intro and it. It has this really driving sort of. I I, I purposely leave out the, all the like the snare drum and all the cymbals for the first probably two and a half minutes of the song. I literally, as the song evolves, I add in more parts of the drum kit. So eventually, I'm using the whole thing. Like it's it's a progression of a song.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and
4: it's so much so much fun to play. Like it uh it dives in and out. It gets it's light and then it goes heavy and then it gets it gets light again, you know, kind of rides out that and then there's the the soloing section where it gets heavy again and then it hits you back softly. And that's then then that's it. the whole s- <laughs> yeah, that's
0: <laughs> the, you know,
4: and it's 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 awesome, you know, like uh, it's so much fun to deliver that energy to a crowd, you know?
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. especially
4: when we rent lights and get a strobe light for it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the best
0: do you not rent one every time or buy it, one even
3: it dep well sure. buying is a lot more expensive, uh, expensive. Mm-hmm. it's it's more sustainable to for how much we're using it at the moment. it's more sustainable to rent um okay. it depends on the venue uh some some venues in some venues just have better lighting already than the others, and some shows have more need for it than others you know if we're playing a short set then you know maybe renting lights isn't feasible if we have a long set then yeah we'll we'll put in the time
4: usually we do like to go with the lights because we feel like it helps deliver that kind of energy too it sets a mood yeah you know and it's uh i'm typically controlling that just with a foot switch uh but it uh it definitely helps deliver what you're trying to uh trying to deliver to your audience mm. you know being in control of the lights we've done it enough now that it's, it's almost a of our
2: show and you know in some cases, i've, I've had sense s- for sure seems like it it's sort of like you said it suits the suits the sort of atmosphere of the music too or it can
1: mm-hmm.
0: so was it a unanimous decision that stowed is the is your favorite all of your favorite song to play or
2: is- i don't know if i'd say it's my favorite no but i don't know if i i think my favorite probably changes show to show yeah uh it it seems to hinge heavily on what my last experience was playing it live if it was uh if it was a you know uh experience where i had you know technical issues i'm going to be very nervous going into that one the next time because i'm going to be wanting to not you know remake those mistakes but if i had a great experience the last time you know maybe i'll you know i'd probably do the same thing but what
0: are you talking about <laughs> we don't make mistakes as musicians yeah. not we just played <laughs> it differently that day right? that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is there anything that you guys would like to say or add before we start wrapping up the show
4: well, first of all, thank you. Yes, thank you very much for
3: having oh, us. Oh, yeah, on the no show problem. Here.
0: This is so much fun. I love meeting um, bands. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting folk, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. No? okay. Yeah, just shout out to the shows. Uh, come down to the Cavern on the 14th. That's this uh, this Saturday here. That should be a really good night mm-hmm. uh, with Space Butt and Deep Dark Cave. A couple great, great bands. And then yeah. we've got the um, United Fiverr on Thursday, the, or the following Thursday, the not 19th. this Thursday, mm-hmm. the 19th. Uh, and that's with, oh, the list is June Killing Stones, another awesome band. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce their name again? K-kagi? K-kagi.
0: K- yeah. I Oh, they're going to hate me if their are wrong. Kakeigi, <laughs> I think.
4: Kakeigi. Kakeigi. Yeah, I actually yeah. checked them out at uh, the New Music, um, New music Wednesdays music mm-hmm. the Goodwill there. Yeah. Yeah, really good, really good. You
0: know what? We might have actually been there at the, the same show, because I was also there towards the end. Yeah. Um, who else was playing? Rosebud. Rosebud. Yep. And then um,
4: uh, Awaiting the Answer. Awaiting I believe the Answer. The other, the other band we... We played with them one time. We did the Park Theater. That was at the Park Theater. Okay. And they're a metal band. That's another band that we bridge.
0: Mm. Yeah. okay. So we're just just all friends. Perfect. (laughs) I know. Like, all musicians are just friends. It's a small town. It
4: (laughs) is. It's a
3: a city. It feels like a small town. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No. no, Yeah. In terms of our music community, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, Even though it's so diverse, like, I feel like everyone just really works together really well. And people play in different genre bands all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just how they feel that day i guess um so thank you so much for coming to the show i really appreciate uh, hearing your guys's history and how you became a thing and it's super exciting um this is the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm um, my name is ashley bignage i am here with tyler colton and eric from tusk if you would like to hear them please come to the united Fiber on january 19th or at the cavern on uh, this saturday at january 14th you get to hear them play live play some really great music From the sounds of it, they have the best time playing live, and you should be a part of that, so you should come and see them. Do it. Uh, Do it, it. yeah. We are going to finish with a song called Melatonin, which you told me is kind of like a dreamy... Yeah, Uh, it
3: it, it goes through a few things. I'd almost say it's like a dream, and then a nightmare, (laughs) and then you dream again.
0: Okay. So, like a a sleep cycle or something. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, uh, (laughs) this has been Tusk. If you'd like to hear, if you missed the first half of this interview or you'd like to hear more interviews for the Winnipeg Music Project, you can go to winnipegmusicproject.com and and hear all of previous podcasts and interviews. Um, It's also on iTunes, Google Play, and the UMFM app. Um, This is, again, Winnipeg Music Project. And now you're listening to Tusk's Melatonin.